Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 108 of Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie. And there's another host of this fine program, <laughs> the Field Marshal of Fanny Packs. <laughs> wow. The good time player man himself, Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? You know, I was about to say I really like that title, but that is 100% not true. Uh, I, I, have, I don't want to be in charge of Fanny Packs in any way. But other than that, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing outstanding. Uh, it's a good day today. Got a lot of uh, uh, people you and I both know, and a lot of our listeners know, coming in for the Spark Conference from PPAI, the next generation. And, nice. Uh, I think they're ready for that. So have quite a few people stopping by the office today and uh, looking to do a little collaboration with people. But you know when I think of collaboration, who I think of, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good, good, good goods at CoLab. You know, Bam Bams and T-Shirt Tycoon, that'd be Adam Walterscheid and Ben Adam Walterscheid, Ben Taylor. I was going to say Ben Walterscheid again. Uh, Adam, Adam Walterscheid and Ben Taylor, they're collaborating to give you a single PO solution with that single project manager for all of your private label needs. We all know a lot more of our clients are asking for those private label products, so it's a full immersive experience. They want to create that frictionless transaction, and if there's any two people who are going to do that in this industry, Kirby, it's Ben and Adam. Absolutely. And we are only a week away from the official launch of CoLab. That's launching next week at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th. Their booths are right across from each other, Kirby. I know you know that. Bam Bams mm-hmm. is at 1907. T-Shirt Tycoon is at 1714. And they're also going to have a meeting room there, MR1049, if you'd like to schedule a CoLab presentation. But before you do, why don't you head over to ttycoon.com slash CoLab, learn a little bit more about it, get excited for the show at, in Chicago next week, and see what CoLab can do for you and your clients. Kirby. Love it. Yes. Are you ready to broadcast at a ridiculously high level today? <laughs> I'm going to do my damnedest, my friend. Well, good. I like that. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start off with a topper? You want me to? I- I'm good either way. Um, no, I'll give it a I'll give it a run here. You gonna give it a whirl? I'm gonna give it a whirl. All right. So you know, I, I think that you know one of the things we talk about a lot is content marketing and personal branding, um, and I think that that's an appropriate topic in on our podcast. But it's one of those topics that I think goes across platforms, right? And you know. One of the things I think that we get in our heads sometimes, and I certainly do, is that you go, well, okay, is there just too much? Is there too much of me mm-hmm. out there? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I overexposed? Yep. Um, and is that going to turn people off? And you know, I think that's a voice that I have in my head. And then you have people like Grant Cardone. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a he's a sales guru, author guy, and he'll tell you that there's absolutely that the answer is absolutely no. You can't mm-hmm. be overexposed because your biggest problem in, in sales or being an entrepreneur is people don't know you. Um, and so I wanted to sort of get your take on that. Um, and you know, can we? get too much of ourselves out there or is that just a myth that that inner voice is telling us i would have to disagree with cardone um i do think there is a a point of diminishing returns um for for putting yourself out there 
Um, I, I think, you know, I've told the story on this podcast before, so I'll tell it a very quick version of it. I mean, there was one point when I was running Brandivate before I came to Promo Corner where I was writing blogs for myself, I was writing blogs for Promo Corner, I was writing a blog for um, Promo Kitchen, I was doing this podcast, I was doing some other things. And if you figure there are 22 working days a month, I was putting out new content, 17 of them, or 18 of them, and that to me was too much. I was mm. tired of right. seeing me. Um, and so, but that, I think that's, a, but here's what, I, what I'll say, I, I, I think it's an individual thing. Right. Um, so I think hopefully most people have enough self-awareness to realize when they are overexposed. Mm. Um, so I think it's, an, it, it's, so for me, I knew what my threshold was, that my comfort level, and it's not a, uh, I'm uncomfortable, I'm not going to try something different. It's an, I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable with how, how, how out there I am at this point. I need to reel that back in. Um, so I knew where my tipping point was, and I think everybody else has a different different one. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's my right or anyone's right to say, "Hey, you're doing too much. You're putting yourself out there too much." I think that's an individual decision. Yeah. I, so I, I'll push back just for the for Go the ahead. sake of this discussion. Is I think that first of all, at the time you did that, I wasn't. I didn't think you were overexposed. I thought I thought you were tired. <laughs> like you were doing so much that you were like it was wearing you out. Um, I think it was both. I think it yeah. was both. But go ahead. I'm sorry. You know that's fine. Um, I actually think that, and, I, and again, it's one of those things that I think we all struggle with. So I don't know that I'm like, hey, this is the right answer. Yeah. But I think that what happens is, is when we feel like we're overexposed, um, there's probably five percent of the audience that feels that way. Yeah. But then there's still, you know, seventy five percent of the audience that don't know who the hell we are, and it's right. going to take us pushing through that boundary of our comfort zone to get there where, where that really like comes to me is at the expo at the ppa expo because number one i start hearing from people that i didn't have any idea that were consuming my content and they're coming up and talking to me and i'm like okay that's actually kind of cool because right. there's a percentage of people who are listening and reading and watching that aren't commenting right they aren't engaging but they're taking it in but then there's a huge percentage of that population at the expo who have no idea who I am. Right. As, as much as I think that I'm out there, that like that uh, event is always a humbling experience to me sure. because it's always like, oh, well, I'm not nearly as big a deal as I thought I was. <laughs> and so, so I think it to a degree, like I think that you are self-aware enough to to have some sense of that. But I actually think a lot of that's the voice in our head. That's the voice in our head that's telling us, man, don't get too damn full of yourself. Um, so that, I, I'm just making the – just for yeah. the point of discussion. No, I suppose so. I don't look at it as a I'm so full of myself or anything like that. Not I me. Mean, I mean the global me, right? I right. don't look at it as that. I just – I do think you can be overexposed. I mean, look, I like hamburgers, but I don't want to have a hamburger for every meal every day. Sure. And, and there's a point where I'm just like, I, I still love hamburgers, but I'd <laughs> like a piece of chicken today. Yeah. And, and that's what I always – worry about i do for me personally i do think there's a fine line no cool. i do think there's a fine line all right that's what i got all right um i've got a couple topics so okay. i'm going to try to go through this first one quickly because i don't I, I think we'll agree and we can just move on but again we always talk about being tone deaf um another 200 billion that's billion with a b of tariffs are uh they went into effect on July the sixth uh, for Chinese uh, products, and it's in retaliation for the thirty-four billion mm. in U.S. tariffs that uh, from China. Um, so 
and this time it's a wider range. I, I was wrong. It, they haven't gone into effect, but they're going to go into effect. It's in a wider range of products. It's luggage and handbags and hats and apparel. So it's really starting to have a direct impact on our industry, not just an indirect in terms of resource materials, but now it's a direct impact on our industry. Right. Um, we we all obviously the PPAI stance and being part of lead um, the you know legislative education and action day team going to Washington D.C. to lobby on behalf of the promotional products industry. Of course, we are against this, and I know you are too. So I don't sure. think we need to discuss. Hey, I think tariffs are good. Maybe maybe you disagree. I don't know. I I do not. Go ahead. Okay. Are you worried about a trade war and how it's going to impact your business? Yes and no um, is the answer. So yes, when I sit down and you and I have this discussion, um, I am concerned about the overall effects of what this is going to for suppliers, for distributors, for my customers. Yes, I am concerned about it. On a day-to-day basis, no, because it's so far out of my control that I'm trying to kind of keep my head down. And maybe that's, maybe that's, I don't want to say I'm keeping my head in the sand because I'm aware of it, but I really try to focus most of my life on worrying about things that are in my circle of influence. And this right. isn't one of them. And no, so, no, so it's sort of yes and yes and no is the answer. Right. And obviously you can't control, but maybe it is a good idea. And we've talked about this before to, to communicate, let your cli- let your clients know. You yeah. Really, no, really I agree. So. All right. You got another topic. I just uh, want to do a quick one, or I can go do my next one. If go you ahead want. and do your next one. I've got a okay. bunch more, but go ahead. All right. Papa John's. Papa yes. John's. <laughs> so Papa John is now out of Papa John's. Right. And, um, you know, the last he, – he's kind of been a little bit of a, a, little bit of a screwball the past uh, nine, ten months or so when he blamed poor sales on – the the companies the pizza company's affiliation with um, the NFL and yep. him talk about uh, the kneeling in protest of uh, during the national anthem how that was impacting sales and then about a month ago and it just came out but it happened a month ago he said the dreaded N word um, in reference to Colonel Sanders and KFC on a conference call so now he's out right. he has resigned and now he's going to fight to get back on I don't give a shit about that. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm what I'm thinking. How do you rebrand Papa John's when the problem is Papa John? <laughs> Man, that is and what's really funny is I actually have thought about this and mm-hmm. the answer is uh got me. I I I am um this is one of those things where I'm like I struggle with it because you're like, "Oh, Let's go back to the first one. I actually disagreed with his idea that sales were down about well, because sure. of kneeling, but he certainly had the right to say it. Yeah. Um, and certainly, and so I always struggle where I think sometimes in this culture we've gotten so thin skinned right. that anybody who has an opinion that's not going with the cultural norm that we throw under the bus pretty quickly. Right. But obviously, this latest thing is if it's true, like I wasn't there. And it I was true. He's admitted it. it. Okay. He's admitted so he, it. It's, it, he was basically framing it up. I, I, yeah. From what I understand, um, the, the, he and the board have been talking about Papa John getting more ba- back involved in the advertising. Remember, he was really the face of the company right. and doing all the advertising. And there was a suggestion by a, I, I think it's, it was their PR firm, that Kanye West do that with him. And he said, I don't want to do that because he uses the N-word. And anybody said the N-word. That's what he says. Now, I wasn't there, obviously. So Right. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I you know I don't know how you reframe an entire uh, pizza company uh, based around one guy. Um, that's a tough one. I don't know. Do you have a Do you have a thought? 
Oh, I think it's really tough. I, I yeah. think it's a really, really tough one because he if Papa John's is Papa John. I mean, <laughs> yes. look, you can. It, it's not. It's not expensive to to get new pizza boxes that don't have as big melon on it. Right. That's not hard. But do you? You know, I, I think because there's such a direct alignment, yeah. and, and that's a pretty competitive space. Like, I don't yeah. like. I don't. I'm not. I do not love pizza like other people. So I get pretty picky about it. So to me, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Jets, Papa John's are all about the same. I mean, honestly, six of one, half dozen the other. So if we're ordering pizza, I'm getting the cheapest one. Right. <laughs> so to me, it's a, it's a commodity. And so when it's a commodity um, and you've got something like this that feels like an anchor weighing you down, I think you have to look at rebranding and, and just turning it all around. I mean, look what – you know, Comcast has been trying to rebrand as Xfinity for the past nine years because <laughs> the, of their horrible customer service reputation. Yeah, um, it hasn't taken fully yet, but it, you know, it, but it was a definite strategy, and they do not want the Comcast name being used anymore. Yeah, well, it's so I don't know it, what to do. Yeah, I don't know. I will say that you know, you and I both like going to conferences and listening to speakers. Yep. And and just as a complete side, literally probably the worst speaker I've ever heard was Papa John. <laughs> Oh, well, that yeah. doesn't surprise me because yeah. he seems like kind of a, a noodle anyway. But. Yeah, and again, I don't know. It was just one of those days where you're like, wow, uh, that dude's off his game. <laughs> but I just would not want to be in the boardroom trying to figure out what do we do from here? Yeah. Do, we, do we ride this out and we continue as Papa John's or do we just rebrand completely? So yeah. I don't know. It, it, that is a tough one. That is why you and I are not in crisis management, sir. Well, and I'll tell you what. It's it's what's interesting too is that I, I think he still owns thirty percent of the shares of the company too. That's correct. He does. So still own. he's doing it to himself as well. He, he he is. He's just one of those guys I think who just can't shut his yapper. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, sir. Got a topic. I do. So I I think I saw something um, from you the other day that said something about quotes. We were talking about motivational quotes yeah. and whether or not they they work. And yeah. so I sort of wanted to dig into that with you a little sure. bit because I, I sort of have an opinion about this, but I wanted right. to give you a chance to elaborate or if it was just one of those, hey, I'm tired of seeing this shit and somebody go do something. Yeah, pretty much the latter. So I posted a picture <laughs> that said, hey, motivational quotes don't work unless you do. Yep. And uh, I absolutely believe that. I, mm-hmm. I think we have social media is certainly going to be part of this but we become a society of who's got the next quip who's got the the cute cheeky thing to say or you know things like that and look i'm all for that stuff and i love motivational quotes i i do like that stuff i'm a consumer of it i'm a fan of it yep but by the same token i see a lot of people and i'm not going to call any names here but just people who are putting that stuff out there of you know your the, the whatever grind this and you know the you know the grind includes Friday and all this type of stuff and that's great absolute perfect sentiment you know the hustle never stops whatever but I'd say for every one person that that posts a message like that who is really grinding really successful completely immersed in their work and their art there are five people who just say I'm gonna throw that up there because yeah they're right rise and grind and then they go back to you know eating chips and watching Netflix so <laughs> right. I, I get I get I just get annoyed by that so it was just more of a I was tired of seeing it I'm being, yeah. being straight up honest with you I, I like the quotes but again they don't work unless you do yeah no I, I totally I, I get it and so you know I'm a I'm a consumer as well I, I actually really enjoy some of that but I think it is that point where you're like it's become a little bit inauthentic. And I think that's the piece, like where we talk a lot about being transparent and authentic on this podcast. And at the end of the day, um, you know, show me. Yeah. Don't talk about it. Show me. 
And so yeah. it was a, I kind of figured that's where you were going with it. And I, I agree. But I mean, I, again, I actually just did a blog post the other day about my favorite quotes because nope. sometimes they do help me reframe my mental attitude. No and question. The, and at the end of the day, if I can get my thoughts right, usually my actions follow. But man, the actions do have to follow. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no question. And like I said, I, there's nothing inherently wrong with those quotes. I, yeah. like I said, I like them. I'm a consumer of them. It's just sometimes it's, it seems like the, 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 where they come from is a little, yeah. little off or a little not in, uh, in agreement. Love it. You got another topic for us? I do. I do. I think, and this is just kind of a, a, a little bit of a vamp here. So I was thinking about this this morning, actually, on, uh, on my morning workout, that I, I think people fall into two categories. Okay. Um, I've decided that people fall into two categories, uh, either creators or critics. Okay. And I think that, you know, to be honest with you, I think there's a lot fewer creators out there than there are critics. Right. And, you know, what got me thinking about it is when you look at Amazon on book reviews, you know what you very rarely see? What's that? A best-selling author panning another book. Right. Because they know how hard it is to put in the work and create it. They know how hard it is to, right. to get up early or stay up late to, to create it. Even if the book you're reading or listening to isn't, doesn't meet every single expectation you have, authors who have written a book, not even best-selling authors, but they understand what goes into it. And man, I think there's a really long line of people who will tell you all the shit that's wrong oh, yeah. and not that many who are willing to put in the work to fix it. So I... I I guess that it was sort of a random thought, but I wanted to get your take. I uh, couldn't agree more. There are a few things that, again, uh, social media giveth, social media <laughs> taketh away. And it's become, w- with the, the advent of the internet <clears throat> and the ability to give immediate reviews in an anonymous way, yeah. you know, that anonymity is the real issue. Yeah. No, one, no one would dare come up to you in person or someone in person I guess someone might, but very yeah. rarely. With some co someone to say, yeah, you really suck. Your view is ridiculous, and I'm sorry, sorry, but you're an idiot. And anybody who reads your book is a moron because that's the type of some that's the type of review you would actually see online. Yeah. And that anonymity really unfortunately gives people uh, some false bravery. Yes. And and I hate that. I hate yeah. that. So um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I know you've been criticized for some of sure. the things you do. Um, I, I certainly have. Um, we've been criticized on this podcast for, for you know, things, and um, that's fine. Yeah, I, it I does, here's the thing: it rolls as sensitive as I can be, and I can be. I can be enormously sensitive. That stuff just rolls right off my back. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't bother me because it's you know what? My, what do your parents always say? Consider the source. Yeah. I completely consider the source, and if it's anonymous, I, I, it doesn't even factor into my way of thinking. Well, I tell you what, when I and, and yeah, I've had a little bit of that. I mean, for the most part, if people have been super kind, and so I've been lucky. But uh, it, it does remind me, um, Seth Godin. I actually had an opportunity to talk to him, and I asked him about that. How do you deal with haters? And he was right. just like. If you if your haters are not showing up, you're not pushing hard enough. I agree with that. And I was like, oh, that actually, like, whenever something like that happens, that's I'm like, oh, cool, I'm on the right track. <laughs> no, I agree. You you can't be you can't be universally liked. You can't be all things to all people. And so it, you know, I always like to, it's a it's a, a variation of what I always say with people at, who I work with. Look, if you're not making mistakes, you're not working hard enough. I, I right. want you making mistakes. And the same thing, if you're not cheesing off 
um, somebody occasionally, and not on purpose, not not with yeah. the, not purposefully doing it, but doing it occasionally, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. You're not putting yourself out there enough. So we started this this podcast with putting yourself out there, and now we're kind of starting to button it up with the same type of thing, just a different different message on that. Yep, I love it. So why don't we jump into fill in the blank? And before we do, I'd love to talk about our good friends at Vault Promotions. Would that be okay with you, Kirby? That sounds great. You know, we talked about last week, we talked about their backdoor approach about getting the business and not focusing so much on the marketing department, but I thought we'd dig a little deeper this week real quick. Okay. So, you know, there are so many industries that use badges, Kirby. Financial, banks, credit unions, all those front-facing employees. Retail. When do you go into a retail outlet and they're not wearing a badge, Kirby? Right. I mean, and think about the turnover in retail environments. They need them quick. They need those badges mm-hmm. quick. Automotive, every car salesman and service manager wears them. Wears them. Call centers, huge opportunity for badges and nameplates, cubicle signage. But I think the big, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. the big one that jumps out at me is healthcare, yeah. um, hospitals, in-home care, walk-in clinics. They need their badges before they get on the floor. Right. And so that quick twenty-four to forty-eight hour turnaround that uh, Vault offers and shipping direct to the employer or even the employee. What a huge value add. You talk about adding value to the sales process, that's a huge value add. And that's what they do at Vault. They have that program where they can do a one badge, get it out 24 to 48 hours direct to the source. And that's, I think, fantastic. Well, it is. And I would say, too, you know, think about it as a consumer. When you walk mm-hmm. into a retail spot and they don't have a name badge, it's kind of weird. It is like weird. You, you want to be able to connect with them in that way. And so they provide that opportunity. And Kirby, are you so sure that they're going to love to do business with Vault Promotions? I am very sure. And I know that because Vault is giving away EQP for your first order. So go ahead and visit vaultpromos.com slash unscripted. Get the details. You won't be sorry you did. Correct. All right, Kirby. Are you ready for a rousing round of fill in the blank today? I will do my best, my friend. Why don't you start us off, sir? All right. So this week, Major League Baseball had their all-star game, and it just happened. Your favorite all-star festivities comes from what sport? Hockey. All right. Um, I like the skills competition. Generally, I don't love all-star games. I find them horrifically boring. Um, You know, the the football all-star game is just... Uh, horrible. It's, it's a different sport. Fo- it's, yeah, it's not football, um, and most of the other ones too. I mean, I don't. I don't. I think I'm very well on record. I don't like basketball, and, and I think of the All Star Game in basketball. It's usually like 157 to 156. I don't <laughs> yeah. need to see that. Yeah. Baseball to me, it's probably the closest to the actual sport. But I don't love watching baseball on TV, and I just am not as connected to that sport as I was as a kid. Right. Um, and I like the skills competition. I love you know the All Star Game and when they're uh, who can skate around the rink the fastest with a puck, who right. can shoot from the blue line and, and score you know x amount of goals in x amount of time. I like that stuff. That cool. stuff's very very interesting to me. I like it. So Kirby, uh, you just mentioned Major League Baseball and their All Star okay. Game. The Major League Baseball team with the worst overall branding is? Kansas City Royals. Wow. Brian Porter, <laughs> Amelia Model, a lot of people. <laughs> Tiffany Tarr, not, not going to be happy with you right now. Jason Noakes, David Schultz, you're going to upset a lot of people with that, Kirby. Uh, you know, it's so funny. It's a, I don't dislike the Kansas City Royals, by the way. I just think that their uniforms and their branding is boring. Like it, like it just does nothing for me. So is it the color? It's, yeah, it's just it's just kind of wheat toast. There's nothing to it, and so, wow. and you know, good. I, I like all of those people. The uniforms are boring. The okay. end. Hey, <laughs> c- 
Congratulations on successfully <laughs> tra- straddling that fence. <laughs> okay. So the feeling you get when you get a box of promotional merchandise with the PC logo on it is? Absolute unabashed joy. I love our industry and i still am like a five-year-old kid and i get something with our logo on it it makes me very very happy and i'm excited i always it's like opening a box on christmas i still feel that way and that's why um we need to we need to keep pushing this we as an industry because you know putting it out there and using our industry to market ourselves yes because our clients feel the same way it is it's, it's christmas in july or christmas on september 12th or whatever it is happy Christmas Day when you get that product. Totally agree, my friend. Totally agree. Kirby, Amazon just had their Prime Day promotion. You're familiar with that, right? I am, yes. Okay. When you hear Prime Day, your first thought is? Uh, my wife and daughters are going to spend some money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it was funny because um, leading up to it, this is not something I knew was happening. I'm a little out of touch on the shopping front. But we, like the couple days leading up to it, my daughters and wife started to talk about it because they're like, hey, Prime Day's coming up. Let's make sure that the things that we do need to get, we'll, we'll just kind of put those back so that we're going to get them on that day. And uh, I, yeah, obviously, they have created... Um, Amazon has created an amazing, yeah, they've created a new holiday, <laughs> really. Uh, and really so I, I am really impressed with, you know, so much about that organization. But yeah, I think that that's a, they, you have said that they remove you from your money really well. They, yeah. I agree with that. That's, you that's are really about five stuff. steps away from actually putting cash or a credit card in somebody's hands, no question. Yeah. Okay. So we all occasionally will go down a rabbit hole on social media, right? Where either you're just like all of a sudden watching music videos on YouTube or you're down, you've, you've wasted a bunch of time. The way that you get back on track is, uh, turn off all that stuff. I mean, I I know that's (laughs) kind of simple, but I mean, you know, when, when I get down a rabbit hole, um, usually something jars me out of it. So right. an email will pop up or I get a calendar reminder or my phone rings or something or, you know, something will snap me out of it. It's pretty rare. I'm pretty good about not allowing that to happen. I mean, it does happen mm-hmm. once in a while, but I'm pretty good about that. Um, you know, Facebook doesn't draw me off sides at all. It's usually um, I'll hear a song that reminds me of something and yep. I might go on YouTube and go, Man, I forgot that Dokken had this really cool video from 1987 <laughs> where they played live in Philadelphia or whatever. So I, it, something will jar me out of it, and I have to just say, okay, I'll look at this later. And you know what's great about YouTube? Next time yeah. you go back, suggested videos for you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right, Kirby. We are about 10 days away from the gloriousness that is the opening of NFL training camps. Yes. The team that will surprise everyone in terms of how well they play in 2018 will be... The Cleveland Browns. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You like threw up a softball. I'm going to hit it. I actually think I think that the, uh, the Browns, again... And, and by the way, you and I have been friends for a long time. I don't think that I've said this no. in a couple of years, right? Like, yeah. it isn't like I've been, I do this every year. I actually think they've put together some talent on the field. They're not going to be a playoff team. And I don't mean it like that. But they've gone two years and won one game. I think they could win five to seven games this year, which would be a draft drastic improvement it, it and so i think that in that way that they could surprise some people speaking of teams with the worst overall branding <laughs> i mean they're called the cleveland browns
rounds, but yet their helmets are orange. It drives me. It drives me bananas all the time. Yep. And I know why I, they're named the Browns. I get it. It's yep. I get it. Paul Brown. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right final Kirby. final one for you, bro. Yeah. Go. Okay, so Folgers is a brand uh, that I like, and I know you're not a coffee guy, but their their whole thing, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Yep. I know that's not for you. So the best part of waking up is? Kirby, I'm five years old still, and I like my chocolate milk in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I assume when you meant the best part of waking up, like what, what do I get my day started with, be yep. food or beverage? And so I, I tried to mirror beverage. I, generally, it's Ben cho- chocolate milk, but I'm about to shock you, Kirby. I hope you're sitting down. Okay. I know you are. I'm starting to drink coffee. Shut now, up. Now, it's, 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 hey, train. Um, it's kid coffee. It's like a latte. There's got to be a lot of milk in it and all that. Um, but every once in a while, when I'm I'm feeling a little groggy and I need to shake the cobwebs out, I'll go ahead and uh, at the PC office here in in Tennessee, I've got a Keurig and I've got some either uh, you know caramel latte or a white chocolate latte. And so it's now instead of being five years old drinking chocolate milk, I'm seven and drinking a latte. But you know, every once in a while, it's not so bad. <laughs> I will say, uh, having a curry at, at the office makes it really easy to just try some different stuff, and yeah. so I that's a I can totally see where you'd go down down that road. Well, and I did try uh, I did try like just caramel flavored coffee, and I was like, oh, and black like my heart. And <laughs> yeah, it was that. All right, Kirby, little rapid fire to okay. close this episode out. If you're good with that, okay. We're travel themed today. All right. Domestic or international? Domestic. Drive or fly? Oh, fly. Resort or cruise? Resort. Amusement park or historical sites? <laughs> Neither. Damn it. Uh, how, how do you screw this up every week? I would love to tell you that this is shtick, dear listener. It's not. Kirby does this to me every week. It's either or. It's not that hard. I know, but you keep asking me questions where I like neither. Uh, so I'll, I mean, I'll go, I guess I'll go with amusement park, but my entire family doesn't enjoy riding, and I, I'm not a person who likes to take in the history. Grand Canyon or Yellowstone? Grand Canyon. Hot tub or hot springs? Hot tub. Marlin fishing or wild boar hunting? Marlin fishing. Dana Zezzo or Dana Zezzo? Oh, Dana Zezzo. <laughs> Big shout out to our favorite hunter, Dana Zezzo, out there. I love good it. time player man. And also, you know who else is our good time player man? Who's that, Bill? That'd be Ben Taylor from Bam Bams, Adam Walterscheid from T-Shirt Tycoon. They have developed CoLab, and that's that two partner companies coming together, collaborating, and giving you that single PO solution. Go ahead and meet with them next week at ASI Chicago, July 25th and 26th. And you want to learn more? Of course you do. That's what the Internet's for. It's for learning. Exactly. Yeah, T-Tycoon. Now, see, you you messed me up there, Kirby. (laughs) T-Tycoon.com slash CoLab. That's C-O-L-A-B. You're not going to be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, I enjoyed our time broadcasting together, and I look forward to the next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.